Yo, this is Noel Clark, and you're listening to Room 26 with Freddie Nawaka. Hey guys, so welcome to Room 26 podcast with me, Freddie Nawaka. Just a, you know, casual, laid back, unadulterated conversation with friends, celebrity guests, and you, of course. Hold on. You are listening, right? All right, good. Freddie, who you got for us today, mate? Boy, you know what? How are you doing, sir? Bruv, I am very well, man. Just having fun here with the family, enjoying the last few moments of lockdown before everything changes. How about you? Yeah, I'm blessed. I'm blessed, I ain't gonna lie, I'm blessed, man. I'm feeling I'm feeling powerful today. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm feeling yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I told so, everyone they can't see you right now, but I told I told you earlier that you're looking a bit skinny here on the camera. Freddie's looking a bit <laughs> <laughs> Boy, it's, it's called lockdown. It's called lockdown, not training. Now actually I've I've been doing I've been doing my bits. I've been doing my bits. Yo, so today's guest, man, is someone I've known for like forever, man. I can't even call him like uh, a guest. It's not even a guest. It's like it's like a brother. It's like we can be eating in each other's house. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? So today my special guest is No Clark. No, what are you saying, brother? Yo, man, I'm good, man. How are you? I'm alright, you know. I'm alright, man. It's like good. Santa out here, brother. Man. This is this is Santa Claus meets Moses. Meets <laughs> I, I, I said I said I were gonna cut my hair, we'll shave for twelve weeks, bro, and I meant it, man. It's yeah, bad yeah. out here. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Isn't it? things, man. I'm good, man. I'm just thinking that. People don't really know that I've known you and your circle for that long because obviously we're from different parts of London. People wouldn't really put that together. And I feel like a lot of people that you know didn't know that we knew each other like that. But I met you in a weird way, isn't it? Back in the days. It's been like, I think it's about, it's got to be like almost 30 years, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Let me work it out. Uh, 30 years, you're mad, you know? That would be me. No, it's about... 25. 25 years, yeah. 25. Yeah, it's a long time. We yeah. go back, we go back. Bro, I had hair when I met you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, wait, you and your brother had locks, I think. Did you have locks as well? Nah, my brother had locks. Yeah, I had like yeah, little yeah. twists, but, but I think you, you guys were doing a rapping thing. That's you right. were spitting bars. This That's is right. another thing, you know. People, People do not know. know. Yeah, People no. don't know that No Clark used to be a rapper. So I'm giving you lot, I'm giving you lot of the exclusive, yeah. That before is... No Clark was an actor, and before he was a producer and a director, my man was spitting bars. Real yeah, talk. People, you know what? And it's weird because really people don't know that, you know. And it's weird because if you remember, me and your brother, our crew, like we we were literally down to the finals of Westwood Talent 2000. Remember that? Yes, yes, yes. We were like yes. we we only lost to a group called Ill Kids. We were like the finalists in that thing there. That's um, mad. So like we were, we were doing it at a decent level, but it just never broke through. And after that point, I remember after that point, I was like, this rap thing's dead, bro. I'm not doing it. Um, <laughs> can, can you still spit though? Can you spit a bar still? Can you still spit? Yeah, but you know what I have to do? I can't like, I have to... No, no, nah, nah, I can't. I have to go and write them. I have to go and write them and use my mind. You know, like I, busted, I dropped a little poem the other day. I have to go and write them and then I can spit 100%. But I can't okay. like, I couldn't just do it like now. You know what I mean? No, all, I hear that, I hear that. All those skills have kind of gone from my... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of the same, though. I can spit a, a little bits and pieces, man, but not like how I used to back in the day, man. So, yeah. how's the family, man? I can hear I can, so I can hear the kids, I can hear the missus yeah. in the background, man. Like, yeah, like how's the, how, 
it's still lockdown, isn't it? Or, you know, we're still partly in that, ending that phase. But obviously, you know, no one's really going out for big meetings or conferences. So yeah. Mrs. has got her, her same thing, her Zoom calls, not interviews, but her Zoom calls with her business. The kids are homeschooling. And these kids are driving me mad, bro. The kids are homeschooling. <laughs> You know are you I mean? finding are you finding the homeschooling because that's a whole different no, level? Of no, 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 no. I don't like it. It's, I got three. I got three boys, and I want them to go to school, man, for their education. And you know, our, our, all all children and our young black children, they need their education. But you know, this homeschooling thing is, I'm not a teacher, bro. I can tell you that. Yeah, but I'm the same, man. Bro, I've got a different respect for teachers after this, man. Cause mine are yeah, driving 100%, me mad, bro. Hundred percent, one hundred percent. How do you manage to keep such a good work life? home life balance because you're always busy bro like but when i try to ring you i can't get you and then when you yeah. respond back to me i must admit you always get back to me at some point but you're <laughs> like, always busy <laughs> might be two weeks later or something like yeah that. but you always come back so i know you're always busy but then yeah. i always see you posting with your family and your kids and i love it you're a real family man 100 percent. but you work hard but you work hard so yeah. how do you manage the, the balance bro like bro you know what if i if i if i had an answer for you i would bottle it and sell it and and retire you know what I'm saying? I feel like I feel like I don't really know. I think it's one of those things where we just all have to know that as you do, bruv, I've seen you, bruv. You're like, you know what I mean? There's nothing more important to you than your, your children. So like as we just have to know that they need our time. So sometimes I just have to close the laptop. As much as I'm like itching, like, ah, oh, I need to do the work here. Yeah, the missus is like, like now. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's like as much as you just want to do it, you just gotta come up and you gotta play the games, video games with them more. You know, you, you, you want to go for a family walk, you got to go out for the family walk. As much as I'm getting old and it hurts my back or whatnot, i got to go do it. <laughs> because actually, those, those are the important times, bro. So I, I, try, I just try to balance everything as best as, as I can and make and sure all, kids know that, know that their dad loves him more than anything. Uh, yeah, that's most important. As long as the love, as long as their kids know and feel that love, man, that's an important thing. And yeah. also, brother, I see you. I see you. You think I don't see you. I see you. With the gloves, yeah? yeah. I see you throwing fists. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of people um, don't know that you yeah. fight. Yeah. Bro, Do you know I what I'm saying? It. So, yeah, you fight, bro. A lot of people don't know this. They just think, this is the thing, you know, this is what I love. Like, yeah. when we see people, we only see what we see on the screen. Yeah. And yeah. Pe people would just be led to believe <laughs> Someone that. Someone hollered me the other day. Someone hollered me the other day when I was like, I posted uh, something and they were like, but ain't you, the, ain't you the guy that only ever loves white women and puts up? pictures does films with light skin girls and I was like I ain't even got a like I'm not even gonna bother respond to this stupidness you know after like fast girls and Lashana Lynch is in like in four of my project like I can't even bother but when people don't know you and I fight bro I do jujitsu kickbox bro I love it I love it but yeah that's what I'm saying I, I see you I see you you know what I mean obviously my brother does um he teaches jujitsu and he's got he's, he's black belt and do you know what I'm saying you're not trying to black belt now right no I didn't yeah. know that man yeah, yeah, he's black belt, man. He's doing Good. his thing, man. I see everyone's doing their it. thing. I love it. Yeah, I love yeah. it. MMA, I love I it. Love well. it. I used to do straight MMA training. I used to do straight MMA training, like the actual full-on straight MMA training, but that, that used to beat me up, bro. Like, I would just... <laughs> this guy's been doing it for years and years and years, and there's me, like, one year, two years, whatever, bro. I get beat up. I dislocated my shoulder, like, but I'd get beat up. So I had to kind of just stick to the stand-up with the kickboxing. Um, and the jujitsu, which I which I love, the ground the groundwork and the grappling. This is the thing people don't understand that most fights go to the floor after a few seconds, man. And if you can't if you can't 
Yeah, if your groundwork is not on point, you're yeah. going to end up in the umbar and your things mash up, brother. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. <laughs> Real talk, man. So look, let's talk about no. Like people, obviously people know that, that me and you is mad tight, yeah? And people always say to me like, right, what's no like, right? And, <laughs> and, and, and this, is, this, is how I, this is how I refer to you. Yeah, because I say you get that, all the boogeyman rumours, all the madness. Brother, people, yeah. yeah, I say no is Marmite. Yeah. And the reason why I say you're a Marmite is because people either like you or they 100%. don't like you. That's, what, yeah, and that's the rule. Yeah, so I call you Marmite. There's so no middle me, ground. No, there's no middle ground. But yeah. I think the reason why there's no middle ground is because you say it, you say it as you mean it. 100%. And, and, and people have to respect that. And that's one thing I love about you. Because 100%. even when even as your brethren, when I've said to you no, can you do something for me? If you if told me yes, it, yeah. yeah, if you told me yes, and I'll I was do getting it. done, <laughs> and if you told me no, it's because you can't do it. But you, you yeah. would never say yeah. to me, um, ah, uh, um, uh, ah. Uh. If yeah. you can't do something... And I, and I always tell you, I always be like, bruv, you know, I always have to tell you the truth, man. I'm not sure, or blah, blah, blah. Or I'm like, I'm there. Yeah, always. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I respect about you. But see, people... That, that that have this this whole thing in the middle is because they're so used to getting yeses when 100%. they want. Do you know what I mean? When 100%. it's no, it's no. A lot of people have this mentality, right, where they say yes to, to please people, knowing that they 100%. can't even and can't I feel fulfill. Like, I feel like what what people what people don't understand is, you know, I've been at the forefront of this thing for a long time, and I, I you know, people don't understand the business. Didn't um, people are now starting to understand the business side of it? When you think about people talking about directing and producing. I was doing that in 2007, bro. You know what mm, I mean? Mm, I was at the mm. forefront of these battles, understanding, fighting wars that they didn't even understand. When people were like, right, how come no one ain't bringing man up? How come no one ain't pulling man up? When really, I was doing more for black actors than anybody else. But if they didn't, the thing is about it, when you're in a position of power, when you're in a position like that, people don't see what you're doing if you ain't helping them. Of course, of course. You see course. what I'm saying? So the mm. moment, the mo- you could be helping 100 people, but the moment you ain't helping them, they're speaking about it. And the funny thing is, is more times, if you are 100, helping 100 people, 100 people don't need to talk about it because they're just getting helped. So they're cool. But the one yeah. that doesn't get the help... It's is all the, the talk. Yeah, it's all the talk. Yeah. And, and what you find is when you're in that position, there's a lot of people you can't help because there's only so much space. So then you get a lot of people because a lot of the times... People like, yeah, bruv, I heard you. I heard this. I heard that. But when they meet me, they go, right, you know what? You're so different. You're definitely someone who speaks their mind, but you're so different to what I heard you were going to be like. Do you know what mm, I mean? Mm, mm. No, bruv, I, bruv, I love it, bro. Like, I, I, you know what? I would rather someone on my team who's real than 100%. somebody who just says shit says just because they're scared. 100%. Or just to lie. Or just to lie. You know yeah, what I mean? When they have no intention of doing it and then, then yeah. they're letting you down or they're, 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 they're covering their tracks. I've always so, been straight, you know? Bro, your thing, like, nobody cannot deny, right, that you have set the trend and opened the door for not even just black actors, for actors full stop in this country, man. And if we go back and look at what you've been doing... <laughs> A lot of people try to deny it, though. That's the thing. Well, they can, den- they can <laughs> deny what they want. They can deny what they want, but you know what? Like, legacy is legacy. And if we look at the adulthood, kidhood, brother, bro, listen, it's yeah. and even before that, everything yeah. you've been doing, you've been opening doors, and that's why. Yeah. For me, I'll be the same. Pe- I was a black actor in like the whitest show ever. It's the first one, you know, Doctor Who, the first black companion. Do you know what I'm saying? Like crazy, Olivia, crazy like, man. Like, like I ain't gonna lie. Obviously, you. I mean, we done. I've done a few things with you. I've done Brotherhood with you, and that yeah. was that was mad. I mean, we had Aaron, man, and Aaron passed away, man. That was 
That was, oh, that was man, sad, yeah, man. Yeah. But, brother, that... but you know, that's why, did you know, that's why my character in Bulletproof is called Aaron Bishop? Wow. I did not know that, you know. But see, you I'm the same. You. No, yeah. and in my, in my film that I do, I yeah. use his name all the time. I did not yeah. know that. And yeah. you know what? It was, He's called Aaron was... Bishop because of, because of Aaron. And that's amazing, bro. And you know what was so, what was so beautiful when you turned up at the funeral, man? That was yeah, like, you took time out to come and, you know what oh, I mean? Like myself, on, the yeah. whole family appreciated that, he, man. That was... from, from meeting him, like, you know, we, me and him became close as well. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. He would come down to the edit and chat and just wanted to learn and said he had learned so much from you and that he just wanted to learn as well and blah, 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 blah. And we got tight, bro. We got tight. Like, literally five days before, maybe not even five, maybe two days before, I was chatting to him and he said how he'd never tasted flat iron steak. <laughs> and I was like, what? I was like, what, bro? You're mad. I said, listen, next week, I'm going to take you, come link me, and we'll go get a flat iron. Bro, you know how many times I've looked at that text? How many times I've looked at that text there just thinking, yo, maybe, you know what? Maybe if I text him the day before or just, or, or whatever, do you know what I'm saying? Brother, I'm the same as you, man. Me and him yeah. had a massive argument the night before oh, um, yeah. and I didn't respond to none of his messages. I didn't yeah. respond to none of his calls. And then when his mum called me to tell me that he passed away, it that broke me, bro. Yeah. yeah, brother, it really broke me, man. And it made me realise that mental health is real. But you just touched yeah. on something that was so amazing in what you just said. Yeah. The fact that you would never have known leading up to his, his, his him no. passing away, he didn't display no signs no. of anything being wrong. No. And, 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 and more importantly, he never used it as a crutch. There's people out there that claim it, but actually they just use it for their madness of their behavior. They try and say, they think they can do anything they want and then just say, oh, I got this, I got that. And that's not what it is, bro. Like people that are really suffering, sometimes they suffer in silence, you know? No, for real, man. For real, man. So, you know what? Boy, rest in peace, Aaron, man. Like, again, you're doing stuff, I'm doing stuff. We're keeping his legacy alive, man. So that's a beautiful well, thing, I'm man. I'm surprised I didn't tell you that. You need to tell his mum that because I'm surprised I didn't tell you. Aaron Bishop in Bulletproof is called Aaron because of Aaron. Well, well now she knows because you'll listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> now, bro, now, now the whole... Are you, bro, sure you, know, yeah. Yeah, you sure she's listening? You sure she's bro, still a fan, bro? <laughs> bro, she's, she's a fan. But you know why she's a fan even more so? One of Aaron's biggest dreams, right, was yeah. to walk a red carpet. And yeah. through you... And through what we've done, we, we got him on the red carpet to a premiere, man. He yeah. was so gassed and yeah, so hyped. I remember, I, see that I watch the video sometimes. Like, sometimes I just go, I watch the video of you in the car. You in the mm. car on the way to the premiere, or, or, or I think it was the day the premiere was over or something. Sometimes I watch the video, man, like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah he, 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 was, he was mad, yeah. mad, mad, mad um, gas, man. And yeah. he couldn't stop talking about it. Yeah, and like, for, yeah man, you've you done a lot, man. You've done a lot, man. Yeah, so, was, I appreciate that, bad. man. Off the, we done we done we done legacy together as well. Yeah, legacy, hundred percent. That was that was an, that was another good film. Yeah, it was a nice one. Yeah, that one it was a nice one. Oh, you know, you know what? This is the thing. So, look, look, I was looking through some of your bits and pieces, right? Yeah. And I saw the fish and, fisherman friends poster. Uh, poster. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I was pissed because I saw the poster. <laughs> Yeah. Like, obviously, <laughs> anything that you do as my brethren, I'm gonna look at it in it because that's yeah. what we do. So I saw the poster and I saw your name at the top. And yeah. I've seen a bunch of, hold on, a bunch of white guys, yeah, all cast members, and, yeah. and you're not on it. So yeah. your name's <clears> on <throat> the poster, your name's on yeah. the poster, but your image is not on there. And I'm not yeah. being disrespectful in any way, but you're, to me, you're definitely one of the biggest names on that poster. Yeah. 
And yeah. the fact that they've got your name up there, surely your face should have been amongst yeah. the images. That's yeah, mine, bro. 100%. And I think, like, that's just part of the problem, of the bigger problem that everyone's talking about right now, you know? And I posted that, and it went viral. It went global. You know what I mean? Made, like, big American... Um, industry magazines and all that kind of stuff because actually what you get there is and where the racism comes in from that is not not that i'm saying those people are essentially they go home and they're racist but you have to understand is like if you think about just let me break it to you like this bearing in mind my agent's one of the best in the business so my contract stuff is tight right so my name had to be there my name could never get taken off you know what i'm saying so um but nobody Nobody really had their, their billing, which is the name, attached to their likeness. You don't, have, you don't always have to do that. But let me just break it down to you like this. Of course not. Let me break it down to you like this. You got that poster where everybody who's named their image is there, right? So it's not a case of like you have some actors, because some films have and so-and-so and the person doesn't appear on the poster because maybe everybody that's named is not on there. They might only have two people named or four people on there. But everybody who's named is on there except me. So let me break it down like this. As an Olivier winner, as a BAFTA winner, as a, as a TV star who's done abundance of TV shows, some of the biggest shows in the country, including the number one show, um, as a guy who's had number one movies, won BAFTAs and all that, if I was white, how could they not have me on there? It's crazy. But uh, as soon as would, I saw that... It just wouldn't happen, right? So therefore... The reason I'm not on there is because the way they market the film to a certain audience in, in Middle England was more palatable if I wasn't on there. And it might have been subconscious. I'm not saying it was fully intentional, but that's the truth of it. Regardless of whatever it was, it's fucked up. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, feel, <laughs> I kind of feel like, I, personally, no, nah, brother, I'll be real. That would make me not want to watch that film. Yeah. Just, out, just, just out of principle. Yeah. But it's dumb. Like, yeah. I'm an actor myself, right? Yeah. And I know when we get our contracts, right, it's doesn't have to be written in the contract in regards to like billing unless yeah. you're unless it's a, 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 a certain thing yeah. yeah but in regards to a poster don't take the piss yeah. and put my name on the poster yeah. but leave my image off my billing was but, sorted i was sorted so you know what i mean exactly yeah. but it's almost like what they're saying is like let's put no clark's name on it because he's he's, he's massive but let's not put his image on there because we don't want do you know what i mean that's a, we that's don't a, want to scare away the audience yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but it's a subconscious thing that, that happens. But, you know, I brought attention to it. They got called out, as you, as you saw. Yeah. And over the last week, there's been various conversations, various apologies, um, no, and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. So, you know, I think, I think people have seen their unconscious bias, and mm. people have reached out. And they've made phone calls and done Zoom calls and they've apologised. That doesn't change what happened, but I think it's not going to happen again. <laughs> yeah, for real. We'll talk, man. Bulletproof. Like, okay, bulletproof. We, we know, we know that's, that, that's been killing it on, 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 the, on the sky. And I was privileged to um, be in the first series. I'd, brother, you should have brought me out of jail. I do think Ridgeback, my character, should have broken. This is my, this is my idea, yeah? yeah? So, in in season one, I was in jail, yeah? And I was running away. I'm, I'm mashed up my man. Yeah, and then Ridgeback. in the next... Yeah, so Ridgeback, yeah? But in the next one, right? Not the one that we're watching now, but the, in, in the next, in the third series, 
I break out of jail, right? <laughs> <laughs> I break out of jail and I come for you. And the reason why I come for you <laughs> is because you put me in jail in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So my, uh, my, uh, my, uh, my, my, yeah, my character was serious in there, yeah? So imagine yeah. this now. I've broken out of jail now. You understand? And now I'm back on the roads. But I'm pissed because you're the one who put me in jail in the first place. So now yeah, yeah, yeah. I come looking for you. What do you, what do you think about that? How does that sound? I think it sounds terrible, bro. Like, <laughs> no, I don't know, bro. Like, you know what? It's it's not a bad idea, but you know what? It's about getting these things to work, isn't it? Like, uh, I'm not sure they will go for that because also what we're planning on three. Do you know what? Actually, there's 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 potential not for that storyline, but there's potential to appear. So let's let's see what happens. As as you know, I, I can't promise. So yeah, I, you know, I just thought I'd throw it out there. The other one's there. I've never been a um um um. I'm hey, a, hey, you were, believer of the secret in it. You were I, in you were in one of the number one films with Brotherhood, and you were in the, one of the number one TV shows with Bulletproof. So you you ain't doing too bad, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course, bro. But I'm greedy. I, I'm not finished. I'm, I'm just getting nah, started. Of course not. You should but, never so, be. So how did the Bulletproof thing come about then? Like, how did the whole concept and how did the whole uh, premise for Bulletproof come about? Well, Ashley and I started speaking um, many years ago, probably about eight years ago, because we, really, we weren't really close like that. We weren't really close like that. I knew him, but that was about it. Um, and then we started, weirdly, we met um, after an award show. He was telling me... Now, after an award show, someone someone went weirdly like wanted to do me something for, for because of whatever, whatever whatever madness, and oh, them ones. yeah, just them like ones, nonsense, bro. Like if you know me, you know I'm not really on. I'm not involved in all that, but for whatever madness, and he basically stopped that from happening, and then started saying, "Yo, we should just work together." Um, so. We were like, okay, what do you want to come up with? And we were both like, oh, I'm just sort of fed up of always being portrayed a certain way or whatever like this, or, you know, let's, let's be police. And so that's what we started um, coming up with. And at the time, he was considered still kind of naughty or road or whatever, I guess, because I had a lot of so solid baggage. And I was considered the goody two-shoes who, you know, was in Doctor Who and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, everyone thinks mm. that man just likes blonde hair, blue eyes, which is not me at all, whatever. <laughs> um, so we decided to switch the characters so that he would be the goodie in the show, married with kids and all that. And my character would be the, the mad one. Um, the rogue. So, yeah, the rogue one. That's how we switched the characters. So then it just took years and years and years to kind of get it to a place so we, you know, we wrote it all down. We got in a nice document and it just took years and years. We tried various avenues. We tried various ways of trying to put it together um, and nothing happened. But, you know, at the core, we always had our idea. And eventually Sky looked at our idea. I went to Vertigo and Sky looked at our idea through Vertigo and they were like, we want to do it. And that's what became Bulletproof, you know, and it, bulletproof wow. in itself is, is, is its own thing because only our original idea and our characters, you know, the names have changed and all that stuff, but it's, it's our core idea. But obviously, you know, other people got involved, Nick got involved, you know, came up with other bits of it as well. So 
it's been a long process. But and, and that's the thing, people only see what they see, but they don't understand the grind and the time and the effort that goes into making these shows happen, man. So yeah. that in itself is a is a, a big inspiration, especially to people like me, because I'm a writer, I'm a director. So yeah, yeah, to, to watch that journey is an amazing inspiration man yeah. like I said I'm trying to bro you know me I'm throwing out these fishing words I'm trying to write an episode I'm trying to <laughs> you know what I'm saying like yeah, I'm like because it is a good show when we were first talking about it I was like let, let me see how this thing's going to pan out man because I'm <laughs> like raw is it is it good? and I remember when we was in we was in Manchester was it Manchester yeah Manchester Liverpool and I think we were talking remember when I came Liverpool when yeah. I came to do uh, my ridge and then I think we were looking at you were showing me some bits. That's like, oh my gosh, man! Yeah, this yeah. is gonna this is gonna blow blow people away. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. Did you know then that there would be a season um, season two in your head? Did you think to yourself like, I've got something special here, so there's going to be a season two? Yeah, we thought it was special. I mean, you just never know if there's going to be a season two. That always depends on the numbers and what what the show does and what the ratings are. But we knew that what we were doing was special because no one had done it before. And we knew that it had a certain vibe that would never has never been seen on British TV before. Um, so for us, that was that was in itself was special, you know. But you you just don't know if there's going to be a season two. So we were happy when that was confirmed. And obviously, it sold to America, and they played it. They play our show. They play our show. They don't remake it. They don't change it. They play our show. And season two starts on started on June tenth. Um, so. In, in America or on wow. CW. So, you know, it's, it's, reaching, it's reaching global levels. And it's in a lot of other countries. Obviously, I talk about America because America's such a big territory. And, you know, a lot of people kind of think like, oh, if it's there, then it's doing something. But it's in loads of countries around the world. And are we going to see a season three? Is, that like, is it likely? Are we likely to see a season three? I don't know. I hope same. so, because I'm trying to be in it. So <laughs> <laughs> Same again, hopefully. You know, we... The, as, <laughs> Everyone, everyone saw the yeah. ratings, how big they were, you know. Obviously, straight away, people are like, well, it's only because of lockdown, but their ratings were mad. They were massive. They were like, there's the biggest returning drama uh, that Sky have ever had. So, you know, I would, I would hope that that would allow us to get a new season, but you can never be too sure. You know, we have to wait and see what happens. Tell me, what inspires No Clark? Like, what inspires you? What inspires me now is just... Uh, it's just keeping on growing, just growing, like um, improving all the time. What drives me is improving all the time. I'm never, I'm never, earlier you said that, you know, you're greedy and never satisfied. I'm kind of the same, like n nothing, nothing is enough for me in regards to what I want to achieve, you know. There's shows that I produce and films that I've written and that that people don't, people don't even know it's me. And that's how I like it, you know. And I don't do it under a fake name, but, you know, there's a, there's a thriller called 10 by 10 that does a lot of, is on a lot of American channels and stuff like that, starring Luke Evans and Tony Riley. I wrote that film. Do you know what I'm saying? People don't know that. There's a, a TV show that our company's producing, which is very different to what people expect, you know, but uh, our, our company's doing it. And I'm, ha I'm happy to be that. I'm happy to be not just visible as an actor, but behind the scenes doing producing and, and getting shows out there for black, white, orange, green, whatever talent. Obviously, we're always going to have our people in there because I've always pushed our people more than people know, like kiddohoods, the adulthoods, fast girls, fast girls, four black women, four, three, two, one. I had Shanika up there with big Hollywood movie stars. Do you know what I'm saying? Brotherhood, like I've always done that, even without people realizing. So 
Yeah. And what do you, and what do you think? I mean, that leads that leads us on to this whole George Floyd thing, man, and this whole thing with the the movement that that's going on right now with the the um the racism in America, the here in the industry. How yeah. do you feel this whole movement now is going to change the way? I guess we as black people are looked looked at in the industry. Do you think it's going to make a difference? Are they going to start looking at us differently, treating us differently, or is it just going to be one of those things? It was raining today, but then the sun's back out tomorrow, and everyone forgets. I don't know, bro. I, obviously, I don't know. I hope that it's not just a hashtag and a black square. I hope people pay a little bit more attention because, you know, and I've had a different experience. You know, a lot of the guys have had to leave and go to different countries and, you know, they don't talk about anything until they've got their, 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 their set in the, in the bank and leaves everyone else to, to be here having to answer questions. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? When they get looked at sideways. I've had a different experience where... You know, I didn't see necessarily all the struggles they had because I was working. I was working because I was doing my own stuff, but I had to do my own stuff. So, and again, I had my own struggle and I saw it differently. But I feel like, you know, you have to look at the things that people have done and think about, well, if they weren't brown, if they weren't black, how different would the success level have been? Mm, I agree. I totally agree, man. I totally agree. Like, you you if I was white, you'd have to talk to like four PAs to get to me by now. Everything. It's true, it's true. With everything I've achieved, you know what I'm saying? Mm, no, it's true, it's true, it's true. But, but then if you was white, I'm the same person, so I, I come to your house. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> your door. Yeah, of course. And, you know hopefully, I mean? but, and hopefully but, I would be the same person, yeah. but you just, you just don't know, you know? What's been like one of your highest moments and what's been one of your lowest moments? Because this is the thing, like, people see you on TV, they see me on TV, they see us, but... They see us in a certain light, and it always appears to be glamorous, doesn't it? But when you strip it back, we're humans. So what's been one of your lowest moments as no, as, as a person, and what's been one of your highest? Let's say, let's say your career. Um, I don't know. I don't really, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Because for me, again, as I said to you earlier, for me, nothing is, nothing is, I work hard, so I know what I expect to achieve. So therefore, if it makes sense, there's not really a high point for me because everything I've achieved, that's what I should have achieved because I was expected to achieve it. You see what I'm saying? So I put, I put, high, I put a hard, high bar on myself and therefore I put a high bar on myself and therefore I, try to, I, therefore I try to not fall into that trap of like this was a high point or whatever because I'm just like, it's work, you know, and every side effect of the work comes with the work. Getting harassed mm. on the street comes with the work. Getting asked for pictures comes with the work. Getting, getting people bother you when you're eating with your family comes with the work. But the success comes with, you know, but interviews come with the work. And so for me, there's no high bar. It's just like, I just want to achieve more and more and more. In terms of the low bar, is like, I guess this country just not really appreciating and valuing the talent that we, we have. And I've been a victim of that loads of times, you know. I did a I did a film called. Mm, I hear you. I hear that. Loads of times. I did a I did a film called Stories Twenty Four, which was um, a sci-fi film. Me playing the lead. I one of the one of the writers. It was my idea, and it was a low-budget film, and it sold to America, which was a big deal, man. Like it, Americans picked it up and put it on. Uh, one of their distributors bought it, and then the distributor. So over there, their TV deals work in a way where if the film's been in the cinema, they give you that double the money. 
So the, the, the people that bought it over here, they put it in the cinema for one day. Only one showing for one day. Because what that does is it unlocks the contract, which means they get double their money when they sell it. Okay. When they sell it. So everybody in the world could see that. Yeah. That yeah. It, was, it was put on there for one day. But, but the British press, of course, turned that into Clark has the lowest grossing movie in the world of 2012. You see what I'm saying? They couldn't, they couldn't take the positive okay. that, that, uh, that a boy from an estate has gone on to sell a film to America and actually it's a good thing. They had to take the negative and turn it. And that's what they do in this country. That's what they do in this country. They don't value their talent. That's why everybody leaves. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's why everybody leaves. And it's true. When you look at it like that, it's true. It's true. It's so true. But they didn't yeah, value Idris. That's real, man. Yeah, that's, they started that's, valuing that's him after. Mad, bro. They started valuing Idris after he was gone. David Oyelowo didn't value him till after he was gone. All the, a lot of those guys leave because they're not valued here. And I've been a victim of that as well. But it's been a different. It's been different mm. for me because I've been doing my own thing, like almost not caring what they've been what what they tried to do to stop me. And thus, I've always managed to maintain enough of a, enough stability that I didn't have to leave. So what are you working on now? Like what's, obviously I know you're like me, I'm like you to a certain degree. We've had like eight to 12 weeks of lockdown, which means that's, that's creative energy just flowing everywhere, man. Have you been working writing or have you been just chilling or you've been? No, I've been writing, I've been writing. What are you working on next? Uh, I can't really tell you that, but I've definitely been writing, writing features and TV. I've delivered a few scripts that are, a couple of them have already gone out to people because they were just, I had time to really hone them and make them on point. So a couple of them have already gone out, but I'm just trying to keep doing what I do and break, break, break more boundaries because that's all I've done. That's all I've done. It, you know, we talk about the, the Marmite. And if you- we talk about the Marmite situation. But I, I, can, I can guarantee you, I'm 99% sure that the people that fall under don't like him, Marmite. I guarantee you 99% of them don't know me. Don't know me, haven't met me. And well, it's, it's boogeyman stuff. And do, and do you know what? Heard rumours. And I would agree. And that's another reason why... I, I agree. And that's another reason why I wanted to do this podcast and talk to you. Because, like... Room 26 is only for people that inspire me. And most people that know me and know how I am and know my journey, I don't really have people around me that are negative and don't bring nothing to the table. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I'm not going to get on a bus with dead weight. So at the end of the day, you, to me, have always been an inspiration. As well as being a friend yeah. and a brother, you've always been an inspiring. Do you know what I'm Thank saying? And I feel like people that don't, people that don't know you put you in, a, put you in that like you said, that one percent. Hundred percent. Because it's easy to listen. I do know you. Yeah. You know I mean, it's easy to listen. It's easy to look at someone that's doing all right and to listen to the rumor and go, "Well, they they must." Especially our people, we look at each other and be like, "Well, to get there, he must have done this. He couldn't have got there on talent." Now nah, I don't buy it. He yeah. must have done. He must have done a madness. Or hear the disgruntled coworker say, "Yeah, man." Yeah, well, yeah, this happened and that happened. And take all those stories and not hear the 99 people that are like, no, nah, he's cool. They hear the one person that goes, yeah, but I had this experience. That's, that's just life. That's humanity. You know what I'm saying? Because so many people have heard the rumors and then, and I invite it. Like I work with people on set and I see them and I go, oh, okay, that's so-and-so's friend. And they're like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And they're being cool. And I go, you're, you're so-and-so's friend. Eh? And they'll be like, yeah. I'd be like, oh, any questions you want to ask me, feel free to ask me. Mm. You'll see them kind of be like, all right. 
by the end of day two, day three, they get a bit more comfortable. They go, all right, so tell me, what happened with this, that, and the other? And when I start talking to them, by the end of the week, they're like, ah, oh, you know what? Yeah, that makes sense now. Oh, oh, actually. And you know what I mean? I, I don't want to name people, but there's been a few people that I've worked with that thought a certain way before they met me. And then after they met me, it was like a complete 360 because it's like, if you know me, you know that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bad-hearted at all. Like, I just, want no, everyone, I, I just want everyone to do well. No, I'd agree, brother. If you could go back, yeah, to a young Noel Clark. So the days when you were rapping and you were spitting, yeah, and you, yeah. And, <laughs> those days. If you could go back to that time then, yeah. what advice would you give yourself knowing what you know now? I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't say anything. Because I feel like any advice would change the journey. And although there's been, there's been terrible parts of the journey, like, you just can't change the journey. You just can't change again. So I actually wouldn't say anything. I would just look at him and be like, well, you've got a journey ahead of you, but, but you've got to ride that because the moment you change something, then it might mess it up. Changes. It changes everything. Yeah, for you know real. I mean? And what about, and what about, okay, looking at what we're living in today, like a lot of people look at you as a role model. They're inspired, like myself, inspired by the things you do, the things you've done. You're, undoubtedly a role model to a lot of people man especially our younger generation coming up so those young budding actors producers directors what advice would you give to them if they're watching this or listening to this podcast what advice would you give to them i would tell them to create just create 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 you have to you have to understand as i said you know people have always been like right he must be doing some juju how's he been up there I've been <laughs> you know, them bad mind people that just can't understand why you're doing it and they're not. That's where a lot of it comes from. Is like, since 2007, I've had my production company. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I saw, I, wit I witnessed very early on, I realised very early on that to really make a splash and to move forward, you have to be in charge of your own, of your own stuff. And when people were telling me that adulthood was going to be, was not going to be, um, people were telling me they weren't going to direct the film and I was like well the film's dead if, if the director doesn't direct the film the film's dead so that means I'm not paying my bills I'm not feeding my new baby that's coming I'm not doing any of that so direct it myself you know what I'm saying mm. learn learn and take and take take ownership of what we're doing and make sure that we are included in deals and all this kind of stuff so when you take your ideas to people they're not just making it with their company, but they have to include your company too, because that's how you build your brand. And that's how we build our own black-owned companies and our young people can have ownership of what they're doing. And we're not just working for people all the time. Wow, that's powerful, man. That, that, and, and real talk, that's why I set up my production companies. To be fair, I set up my production companies because of you. And that, that's real talk. <laughs> no, brother, I'm being real, brother. Like, I yeah. see how you move in it. And my, I'm one of those people, always surround yourself with people that are where you want to be. Yeah, never be the smartest person in the room. Nah, it makes no sense. If you're the smartest person, you've got to change rooms. You're in the wrong room, 100%. <laughs> yeah. You need to walk in there as the dumbest person and learn from everybody. And when you think you've learned everything, or not when you think, when you know you've learned everything and you're the smartest person in the room, you go to the next room where you are the dumbest person again and you learn. Yeah, that's real talk, man. My brother, so right, listen, to end this, I always like to end in a mad vibe, yeah? So yeah. I've got two games. I've got two games. Yeah. Right? The first game, is quick fire questions and the other game is called freaky fridays which yeah. one do you want to play 
Either, whichever one you want, bro. I don't mind, brother. One, one, I don't, I don't, let me explain to you. So the first one is a set of eight questions, right? Yeah. Quick fire. Yeah. Or the other one is you give me six numbers between yeah. one and ten, yeah. and I'm going to tell you what you're going to be doing the first Friday you come out of lockdown, and with who? No, the first game, the questions. Yeah, they're quick fire. All right, tea or coffee? Tea. Denzel Washington or Tom Cruise? Denzel Washington. Tits or bum? Bum. Phone buy, calls or text tickets. messages? I can buy tickets. You can't buy a good bum. Like, it doesn't... You can't buy it. You know what I mean? <laughs> if it's flat, it's flat, isn't it? It doesn't like... You can't... Those implants don't fix it. <laughs> There's no help. There's no coming back. Um, phone calls or text? Phone calls. Bath or shower? Shower. Michael Jackson or Prince? Michael Jackson. Save money or spend money? Save money. And finally, horror movies or comedy movies? Comedy. And why? Comedy, because I just like I just like funny things. I'm not really into horror, to be honest. I don't really I'm just not down with it. I never have been. It's probably one of the genres that I'm least into. Although I, I know they oh, make wow. money. I appreciate that they make money and they're good. But And sometimes people merge them like you did, which is good. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. uh, By the way, that got distribution, man. It got US, it's got US and Canada you. distribution. Yeah, I'm proud yeah. of you. That's good look. Thank you, man. Equal time. It comes, out, it, it comes out in the UK as well. It comes out in the UK as well in October. Fantastic, so. fantastic bro. All right, brother. Yeah. I'm going to let you get back to the homeschooling and the kids um brother you, you like i said you're a massive inspiration to me bro like we as as black men we don't tell each other enough man and, and i love you for all the support you've given me over the years yeah never nice. whenever you said you, one thing that your, your integrity as a man i love it brother because every single time you told me you're going to do something you've always stood by it and you've always done it and for that i really appreciate you and what you brought and how you've inspired me bro thank you thank you my man nice to speak um, to you so guys, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Room 26. Please, please, please subscribe, rate, tell your friends, dogs, cats, budgies, share. I don't care. Just tell the whole wide world. And let's make Room 26 the most listened to UK podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Room 26 underscore podcast. That's at Room 26 underscore podcast. Thank you.